Letting go is hard. The program director at the Family of New Paltz Walk-In Center is retiring after two decades of faithful services to her community. Kathy Cartagena doesn't have any regrets, but she's not sure she can forget some of her more troubled clients. Reporter Nick Tantillo spoke with her before she handed over her keys for good. When Kathy was a teenager, she and her friends would embark on conversations that weighed the pros and cons of capital punishment. Her friends liked the idea and advocated on its behalf, but she was on the other side of the fence. You see, Kathy has always been an advocate for life in one form or another. The girl who argued against capital punishment would one day become a woman with a husband and three children. When tragedy struck and Kathy lost one of her daughters, she took in her daughter's children and raised them as her own. If you spend enough time with Kathy, you begin to recognize that her drive to care for others has touched every part of her life. Take work, for instance. There was that time when she and her husband operated a business together in Manhattan, but lived in Ellenville. She was leafing through the hometown newspaper when she discovered stories about a walk-in center. What she read piqued her interest, so she did what anyone would have done. Um, I went to volunteer, fell in love with the agency immediately, and knew that's what I wanted to do. 23 years later, Kathy is still working at an Ulster County walk-in. She is no longer a volunteer, but is the program director at the family of New Paltz. A typical day at the center means Kathy and her staff are managing a crisis or getting someone into counseling or temporary housing. When the staff isn't handling that day's crisis, they are giving away donated goods from the ground floor of their building. In the lobby, there are racks of shirts and pants that crowd tables of chunky sweaters. And beneath the tables are Rubbermaid containers filled with Q-tips and bulk toothbrushes. In the next room, there is a food pantry with a neatly organized buffet of non-perishables. Kathy's office is on the second floor. The center is a converted house, so following her up the stairs feels like she is giving you a tour of her home. It is all the more appropriate that the program director's office appears to occupy what used to be the master bedroom. All of this matters because in two weeks Kathy is retiring from the family of Newpaltz. The proverbial door is closing on her two-decade-long appointment as caretaker and counselor. In her own words, <laughs> Yes, I would like to retire. I just, um, it's been a long, long, long life. I remember there would be a group of people that came up in the summer or on holidays to work in the local hotels, and they would bring them up by bus from the city, and they would provide housing for them, but no food. Um, so they would come to us, we'd give them food, and they would train them, but there, were, there was nothing available for them. We had uh, a man that came to us, and he got a job at one of the hotels and um, he needed black and whites to work, and he had none, and he, we have a free clothing store. He was able to find black pants and a white shirt. He came back with his first paycheck, and I, I don't know, I think he gave us $5 or 10 which was, like, amazing, absolutely amazing, because we were able to provide such a small thing, a pair of pants and a shirt. 
he was able to be employed. That was what was standing between him and employment. Uh, I've had many, many uh, people come to me after they got back on their feet, and um, it's, it's touching. It's really touching. Not all the stories that come out of Family of New Paltz have happy endings. Some end in heartbreak, like the man who spends his pension on alcohol, or the woman who lost her toes to frostbite, or the family with a child that has cancer. They hurt. They, they still hurt. But thankfully, they're far and few between. Most of, most of what happens here every day is just, um, it, it's things that we can, we can help with. Sometime during the last decade, an elderly woman began to call in to the center's hotline with fears of things. things that were going on. She was hallucinating a lot. During one call, Kathy learned that the woman put her television into the closet because she feared it was watching her. On another call, she learned the woman swept the dirt from the floor into a pile, and when she woke, the dirt was gone. She suspected that someone had stole it. Then there were stories of a daughter that the woman was very proud of and worked a corporate job in a big city. Her daughter, she told Kathy, visited on the weekends and... She came home every weekend to take care of the mother. It was difficult during the week because her daughter wasn't around. Kathy began to think to herself... How difficult it must have been for the daughter to be away from her all week, knowing she was leaving her mother alone and her mother was just out of touch with reality a lot of the time. In time, the caller faded into the static of the hectic environment at the walk-in. Many of the people who visit the center are strangers and will remain strangers. It's not as though Kathy and her staff don't care enough to get to know them. It's just that there are rules and protocols that limit what they can ask. If someone is looking to reserve a room at a shelter, the staff takes down their names. But if they are looking for clothes and food, the staff honors their privacy. And then a woman arrives. She frequents the food pantry and quickly makes an impression on Kathy and her staff. She is middle-aged and, in Kathy's own words, looks like any one of us. She is amiable and pleasant to talk to. The staff helps the woman apply for work, update her resume, and even makes calls for her. Kathy drives the woman to appointments, and eventually a small bond grows between them. You could sit and have a conversation with her and have no idea there was anything anything wrong. On a couple of occasions, Kathy remembers seeing the woman from the window of her second-story office. She is walking along the street when suddenly she turns to a passing car and begins to scream. Despite moments of clarity, the woman is suffering from fears that she is being followed. Gradually, Kathy begins to put the pieces together. The fears the woman is suffering reminds her of someone, and then it dawns on her, the caller from all those years ago, the one who spoke about a daughter with a corporate job in a big city, the one who visited often and took care of her. This woman was that daughter. You could see it was hereditary, that people don't ask for this. We all stand on a very thin line between what we assume is sanity and uh, it's so difficult to treat, especially for the daughter. As I said, I didn't know much about the mom because the daughter did take care of her, but now the daughter was at a point no one was taking care of her. She didn't have family. When the daughter arrived to the family of New Paltz, she had lost her corporate job and was homeless. She was staying in the New Paltz area during the summer and traveled south during the winter. 
she found work as a babysitter, but was fired when she began seeing things. What drew Kathy to the daughter was that she was a woman. Well, I, you know, she did get through to me, and I don't know if it was because I thought she, I saw she was so vulnerable. I saw a woman living in the streets. Um, we really don't get women living in the streets unless they're with somebody else. Usually it's a couple and a dog. <laughs> um, so this was a woman all by herself, and I think just that's what got me. That's what totally got me. She never did see the daughter gain stability in her life. Kathy's relationship with the daughter came to an end when she didn't return to New Paltz, although she suspects she is still in the area. The daughter will always be one of those cases that never really received closure. To reconcile leaving behind the daughter and all the daughters she couldn't reach, Kathy says her spirituality comforts her, especially her favorite passage. Uh, um, she scans the wall behind me. Yeah, I just had it hanging over And finally there. motions to a space above her computer monitor. When it becomes more painful to hang on than to let go, you let go. So, and you know, letting go is great because if I if I keep her in my mind thinking about well, maybe this, maybe that, maybe this, it doesn't do any good. So I have to let go, let the universe take care of her. 